You are listening to Ball Side, Goal Side, putting coaches in a better position. Hosted by Ed Heberling and Eric Dabransky. If you enjoy our show, please follow and subscribe to our weekly podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Anchor FM. Also, follow us on social media on Twitter at ball underscore goal underscore side and on Instagram on ball side goal side. Um, Ball side goal side is here to help put coaches in a better position and hopefully answer those questions uh, that come up from time to time from tactics to fitness to nutrition. Um, and everything in between, we'll be, uh, here discussing it between Eric and myself and, uh, bringing in special guests from time to time. Uh, this week, really excited. We have, uh, one of Eric's former protégés, uh, now finding success on his own at ASA college, uh, in Miami, Florida. His name's Dave Luna. Eric, what can you tell us a little about Dave? Yeah, no, I'm really excited about the interview this week, especially kicking off our first episode. Um, Dave's been a close friend of mine and, and, and obviously a colleague, and he was my assistant for a long time. Um, extremely proud and, and, and happy for, for what he's accomplished at ASA College so far here in Miami. Um, he took over a program three years ago, so he was my assistant before that. Um, we'll get to know uh, Dave a little bit throughout the interview as well, but D- Dave's somebody that's come from – multiple different levels he's coached at the club level he's been a doc at the club level uh he's coached high school uh i brought him in after his time as a doc as my assistant coach uh and he spent a number of years here johnson wales with me um and then when the opportunity asa college came about it was an opportunity to be a head coach and uh and and start a program that hadn't existed so asa miami did not have a women's soccer program when he took over um and he and i had had discussions on what the best move was um and I told him to bet on himself. I, I told him to uh, to really take advantage of the opportunity to be a head coach, and 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 we knew that he could do it and, and really build a program. Um, you know, I think as coaches and as college coaches, whether it's high school, whether it's club, and then and like I said, in the college level, you always kind of uh, maneuver your choices of of what jobs to take, what jobs to look into, and things like that. And I just saw, and he saw it as well. The opportunity I say was something that that uh, he couldn't pass up, and and uh, really excited and proud of what he's done there. Um, three years ago, he, he started the program and then, you know, really didn't find a lot of success, didn't win a game, uh, lost a number of game by double digits. And in two short years after that, this year, he nationally ranked, uh, was in the region, uh, region tournament, uh, beat a number of the top teams in the country this year. Uh, and has done a tremendous job over the years. We've gotten a number of players from him here at Johnson and Wales. Uh, we just recently got his uh, midfielder, his holding midfielder, uh, his Canadian midfielder to commit to us last week. Um, and, and like I said, I just couldn't be happier for him and, and, the, and the work he's done. And I really look forward to kind of um, picking his brain and figuring out what, you know, what kind of got, got his program going in in the right direction right yes it's it's been uh, quite the trajectory for him um as you said he's he's built the program in three years from you know being barely competitive in that first year to to being nationally ranked and competing yeah. with those top teams uh it will be interesting views as you said he's coached at numerous different levels and and has a experience from the high school level on up to a four-year university 
uh, even played a little professionally, uh, which I'm sure we'll hear more about uh, when we speak. And, and I think I think something that a lot of a lot of listeners should take advantage of, of when we speak to Dave is and and you and I have discussed it. And it's something that you and I have done throughout our career is we've both built programs. Yep. You started the program, University of South Carolina, Beaufort. Um, I've started the program here, Johnson and Wales. Uh, he started a program at ASA College. So I think one of the one of the topics that you and I want to hit throughout the, the, the season and the podcast is brand and marketing. You know, how do you brand a program? Um, how do you build a program? How do you market your program, especially through recruiting? And this could be through at the high school level, the club level. You know, what do you want um, other coaches, players, you know, to see? Um, and I think that's something that all three of us have have in common. And that's why you and I respect a lot of what Dave's done, um, because you took your you took your hits your first year at University of South Carolina, Beaufort. I took my hits at Johnson and Wales the first year or two. How do you convince players that this is, you know, this is a program that you want to be a part of after taking those kind of hits, you know, and for him, you know, losing a number of games by double digits that first season and now to all of a sudden be in, you know, nationally ranked program, you know, that that's, that's some brand building and that's marketing your program. That's really showing, showing players what the benefit of being a part of your program will bring. Uh, so I think those are a lot of the things that you and I have always wanted to concentrate through this, um, through this podcast and through this episode is, is how do you build that brand and what, what do you want those p- players to see? Uh, and, and Luna's done a tremendous job of doing that because I don't know many people, you know, that can, that can take those, those hits and in two, in you know, less than two years be nationally ranked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I didn't do that here. <laughs> right, right, else, yeah. You know, we we had a we had a tremendous season this past year, going twelve five and one. But mine wasn't a, a two year transition where all of a sudden I started first, you know, year one and year three I'm nationally right. ranked. So it, it's been a, it's been a longer transition, and and obviously you've you've had similar. Um, you made USCB quite competitive really quickly, but um, but I'm definitely happy with what he's what he's done and and what he continues to do. Yes, yes. It, 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 you're you're a nice coaching uh, pads there at J Johnson and Wales and USCB were quite similar. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a little uh, envious of what Dave's been able to do. Um, and at the junior college level, with only having those players there for a couple of years and then having to move them on, um, you know, and 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 seeing how he, his take on that is as well from how you build that brand at the two year level um, with such a quick turnaround and and trying to recruit those players and retain those players. Um, you know, and then, and then move them on to a level that will hopefully continue to res- reflect well on your program as to where you're sending those players. Well, and I think that's what, I think that's what Dave, uh, I agree with you hundred percent. I think that's what Dave's done a tremendous job of doing as well. It's um, not only has he built a nationally ranked program and a program that's beat regionally ranked teams and nationally ranked teams, he's, he's done a tremendous job of sending those players off as well. I mean, not even just to, to my school, but he sent a number of them to the division one, division two level and, and throughout the, the, you know, the area, the region, the, the country. Um, and I think that's honestly one of the, one of the cells for him in terms of why to go to ASA college Miami. You know, I think uh, he, he has such a vast network of coaches that, that believe in the way he develops players and the way he, you know, he can send them off that he does have a lot of schools that, that, uh, 
that look his way when they need a, a midfielder, a center back, goalkeeper, you know, whatever position they're looking for forward. Um, you know, he has a number of kids that will be moving on to the four-year level uh, right after this and, and to a number of top teams after the, after this season. So um, you're absolutely right. I think he's done it from both ends, recruiting quality student athletes and then finding a good home for them uh, for their final two years afterwards. So uh, I really hope people take advantage of what he has to say and his thoughts and his opinions. Uh, and I really look forward to, to the interview. Hey, Ed. Hey, Dave. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, looking forward to, to talking to you a little bit. Um, obviously, we had a little bit of a chat before this, but um, Dave is the head coach over at ASA College here in Miami. Um, he's been there for three, this was his third year. Um, t- Dave, tell us a little bit about your program. Yeah. So we are located just west of, west of downtown Miami. Uh, we're in Hialeah. So we're in the region eight, um, which comprises of Eastern Florida, which is, was number two in the country this year. Daytona state, which was number seven in the country this year. Polk state, Broward, uh, Broward State, uh, Broward College, and uh, ourselves. Um, you know, new program. I've been. I'm going on to my fourth season. Um, we uh, are a sister uh, campus, region campus from our New York campus, which is in Brooklyn. Um, who was in the national championship uh, three years ago? Um, so they have a rich tradition um, of athletics in ASA. Um, but like we've only been in Florida for about six years um in Miami so uh yeah no relatively new program but we've been pretty successful in a couple years um we've been able to turn the program around and and really uh create a nationally recognized program um you know we're growing day by day yeah and and for those that don't know Dave was my assistant for for quite a long time here at Johnson Wales University um and I, I think this is one thing that I've you and I have talked about when you were here and and I think this is something that I've always been interested in, in talking to you about. It's like that building of a brand and, and that, that ability to really showcase. I think you and I always joke. It's like when you go out recruiting, when they see you as a coach or they see you, you know, see you out recruiting, that's their first initial kind of introduction to ASA college, Johnson and Wales, things like that. Um, I guess for me and for your program, what, and because you started ASA from scratch in terms of there was no program at ASA Miami. Um, I, I guess for you, what was the most, what was one of the most important things when you were building that brand um, and really making sure that, that kids saw or, and recruits saw what you wanted them to see uh, what they could do academically and athletically. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we started this program pretty much for nothing. There was a little bit of a skeleton of a program, before I got here, but when I came here, it pretty much was abandoned and, and we had to start from scratch and, and build it from the, the, the ground up. So the brand was the most important part for us. Um, you know, it was about building uh, what the vision was. And in the beginning, it was really building the vision off of a vision. Um, now it's, we're fortunate that we've been able to be successful and execute our vision. Um, now it's just building the future vision off of the foundation of the vision that we've that we wanted to create and are creating. Um, but the biggest thing that we wanted to build was a couple things. You know, junior college, 
Um, it's obviously a transitional period for a lot of kids. It's a, uh, it has a lot of benefits um, academically, financially, socially, you know, athletically. Um, so we wanted to build that was the biggest one, that we would be kind of not your final destination. We would be a, a stop um, in your big picture. So we wanted to make sure that people understood, hey, that there's a, there's a path and it can be a successful path and it can be a path where you not only are successful and we can kind of break down the taboos and, and the, you know, insecurities and kind of the, the, the misconceptions of what junior college was. Um, then the second part of it was building that vision that we were a winning program and that we were going to be a successful program. The two kind of go hand in hand. Obviously, because you want to be a winning program and a winning and a successful program um, so that you can transition to whatever it is that your path uh, leads you to. And then the last one was kind of within those two, academically, we were going to set you up to be successful. So you're going to be able to come to ASA. Um, you were going to be able to kind of make a stop here in your big picture path. You were going to be part of a winning program. You were going to be successful in whatever it is that you wanted to be successful in, whether it was developing a little bit, um, getting a little bit more uh, vision and, and promotion of yourself to some of the four-year programs. Um, and then at the same time, academically making sure there's, you're sound. You know? and, and in the vision of doing that, um, we've been able to successfully create that atmosphere here. You know, um, we were an all-American academic team this past year um, with a team GPA of like a 378. Uh, we, we've had, are now going on to our third uh, winning season where we've won 10 plus games each year. Um, we lost in the semifinal. We were second in our uh, conference. We went 10, 6, and 3 this past year. Um, and much of our uh, our, our schedule is comprised of and created in an atmosphere and in, in a situation where we can get as much exposure for our players to four-year schools. So we play a lot of four-year programs, Division Ones, Division Twos, NAIAs, um, in a day-to-day -day format. So those are the things that we were really, really creating and wanting to create. Um, and then as we go around, obviously having that, I guess, aura um, that that's what we're creating. That's what we are. That's who we are. And fortunately for us, is it, it is the program that we've kind of built and it is the brand and vision that we are. So now it's just building on reinforcing that, you know, continuing winning, you know, competing for a national championship um, and, and, you know, getting the national recognition that, you know, I think that this team deserves. Awesome. Yeah. You're on a, well on the path as uh, Eric had mentioned earlier in just three years and, uh, you're competing with those top teams, as you said, the top top in the nation. So doing a great job there, uh, building that brand. Um, as you further that brand, uh, Luna, what um what attributes are you looking for in those players? What do you what do you when you're out on the recruiting trail? What are you looking for in the in the players that you're hoping to bring into ASA and further the brand and your success? Yeah, I mean, obviously, athletically, we want them to be you know a piece, but I think that's probably one of the the last things that we're we're kind of looking at think that in order to build that vision and brand that we've been creating, I think character of, of who the person is, is huge. Um, you know, we, we've developed, you know, a very, very good atmosphere, um, a positive and competitive one, uh, a family oriented type, uh, type atmosphere um, where they know they're going to come in. They're going to be able to do all those things. They're going to have people that are going to be 
caring about them and and the biggest thing that we kind of uh, kind of one of the pillars of 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 our success that we kind of really really harp upon is you know you we all have a common goal and we all have a common love you know and the common love is simple that's the game of soccer you know no matter what we are at every collegiate level at, at every program um that's pretty much shared and, and it's no different here and then the common denominator is that we all want to win so we have a winning attitude you know with with a common love of soccer um which is really really going to derive that and it's really going to put us in a position where we're really really going to be able to seek out the the characters that we want you know we want to make sure you're a good teammate we want to make sure that you know you you're affable and that you're you know someone that we want around um so character i would say would be the biggest one and then from there you know obviously we want we want kids that 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 had determined that want to have that competitive uh, nature with us because we are super competitive i'm com- extremely competitive by nature you know with the simple things as as uh as probably Eric can tell you you know it's just like simple tasks even around the office um but we want that competitive nature to have you you know it's going to push and drive everybody you know it doesn't matter if you come in as a as a as a superstar or if you're coming in as a role player if you're coming in as a you know supporting player whatever whatever your role might be um we want you to be competitive we want you to continue to strive to be whatever it is that's next um and then obviously athletically i think being the third of the three where you are athletically you know we we play a good brand of soccer we play at a pretty high level you know um so we need you to be able to be have at least the foundations uh of what the game is going to bring you know technically obviously you got to be sound tactically you have to have an, an idea um and then physically you have to be able to sustain you know the game of soccer as it evolves is becoming more and more scientific and you know fitness and and conditioning and you know taking care of your body is important so also having that understanding of yourself within that competitive nature great yeah and i think that's something that i've always i've always valued and you know it it's it's like if you're going to do something do it right um you know the value of practicing the right way and and um and i def- obviously it's definitely worked um in your realm as well, in terms of the, the turnaround you guys had from year one to two, where correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't win any games in year one, correct? Yeah, no, we, we went, uh, officially we went Oh seven and one, but, uh, but we had, we had lost about 17 games. Yeah. First year. And then your, and then year two was year two, we went, uh, 11, five and two. Yeah. And then this year you, you were receiving votes for the top 25. Correct. We actually got to 19. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think, I think there's, I think few people uh, see the, the actual grind of the ascent. <laughs> and then obviously now, now you and I, obviously I, we were joking about this uh, last week was um, you've, you've managed to, to start a program and turn it around as national power three years where I've been at Johnson Wales for 10 and, uh, and we're we're just now starting to scratch the surface of how good we can be in terms of being we were twelve five and one this past season and things like that. But I think now you and I are embarking in that in that season of now how do you stay there? You know now I think I think the growth and the and the ascent is is not easy because obviously it takes it takes time and it takes a lot of work. Um, but now it's about trying to trying to continue to find those players that that want to be a part of that and, and finding the right players, you know, but if there was, if there was a couple things that you would express as challenges through your three years and now going into your fourth year, uh, what would some of those be? 
Ooh, I mean, there, there's a lot of challenges, you know, but I was fortunate, you know, yeah. like you said, um, I was with you for a while. So I saw all the things that we needed, all the mistakes that we made together. And, and even before I was mm-hmm. with you. So I knew uh, yep. a lot of the mistakes that, that had happened and we had discussed it. So when I came here, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that, this, this is something that went wrong before. So we have to go in a uh, different direction. So I was, I was fortunate um, in that. And, and, and that attributes to a lot of, you know, why I've been successful um, just knowing, right. But challenges, you know, you, you, you deal with, obviously we all have challenges. It doesn't matter the level, the size of the school. Um, we all have challenges. And I think some of them are, you know, just the day-to-day grind and, you know, keeping, keeping the, the, the players happy, you know, my, my school has a roster minimum. So, you know, making sure that we're executing what the administration wants and, you know, fulfilling also the needs of the players that that's never, um, an easy thing. It sometimes can become daunting. So just th- that balance of you wanting to be competitive and wanting to, to strive to continue being competitive. And then at the same time, um, adhering to the needs of the players and also the needs of administration. So I think that's sometimes a big one, um, you know, and just dealing with day-to-day things. I, I happen to have a, a larger international base of players. So, you know, having their needs um, because the majority of my players are here on their own and they fend on their own. So having to understand what their needs are and how to take care of their needs, uh, you know, they, I just can't just be like, go home, figure it out. Um, because then they'll be going home and calling me. Um, so that, that, that definitely, uh, that, that doesn't work. So some of that, you know, and then like you just said, athletically is how do we maintain you know, how do you maintain a, a certain level um, day in, day out, you know, and, and it's having that mentality um, of what it's going to take. You know, you got to get better every day. And, and we even little things like that that I attribute to taking even from your program, Eric, was, you know, you just said it earlier, being a pro, you just got to be a pro at everything that you do. You know, even though you may not be a pro, you have to act like you're a pro, you know, being a pro of taking care of your body, being a pro or how you how you handle your athletics, you know, whether it's practice or games or preparation or taking care of your body, um, getting into the trainers, you know, and then being a pro with what you have to do athletically and, and academically, you know, are you going to class? Are you taking care of that? Are you doing everything you have to do? So it's just having that mentality and driving that mentality of what's that look like, you know, and then what's it look like day in and day out? Um, so that's sometimes a challenging because as we all know, you know, there's definitely days we all want to take the foot off the pedal um, and when I want to just kind of relax and, and just be like, okay, great, we're here. But if we do, then your players do. And then if your players do, then things start cracking. So it's just having that mentality and that grind of, hey, we have to be pros every day. And not only from the players, but also with myself and the coaching staff. You know, what are we doing every day to, to challenge ourselves, to challenge the group? You know, what are we doing every day to make sure that we're crossing our T's, dotting our I's, our P's and Q's, um, as far as training sessions, as far as staying organized, as far as um, are we satisfying the needs of our of our administration? Are we taking care of, you know, the small things that, um, that are going to ultimately, if we don't take care of them, become monsters and, and, and attack us at the back end? Um, so it's just those those type of things that are that are definitely, you know, you're attributing to a day-to-day function um, and, and having to face those type of adversities. And you said, and you said it really well right now with the staffing part too. It's like, and, and this is why, again, you and I talk about it a lot. Um, 
when when you're when you're losing games, you seem to have all the answers on how to improve. You you know you need a you know you you might need a six, you might need a ten, you might you know uh, you need a goal score or whatever it is. It's like you kind of you have all those ideas. When you start winning games, it's like oh we're doing everything we need. We're doing everything right. You know, so it's always, it's, it's always that like accountant mentality a little bit in terms of the inventory of, okay, you know, you guys were nationally ranked this year, but we all know that that, that's not going to just come again next year. You know, there's gotta be improvements. So uh, you, you said it exactly right. It's, it's looking back as a staff and, and really looking at it and being like, okay, I know we're winning games and I know we, we, we had a really good season. I know you graduate a couple key kids on your program. Um, and, uh, and those are things that, that you're going to have to, you know, <laughs> try to look at and, and, uh, and bring in those quality kids again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I mean, that's, that's definitely, definitely the, the key, you know, maintaining and, and, and staying, you know, I mean, obviously once you make it to the top, you don't want to go back. You want to stay at the top for as long as you <laughs> yep. can. You know, and, oh, and my mentality is, you know, I'll put my feet up for a day when I win a national championship, you know, because then after day one, you, you take that, you celebrate, and then day two, you're back at it because now you got to repeat it. You know, I'm not there yet. You know, I, I definitely want to be there, but but uh, but until I win that national championship, you definitely don't take the foot off the pedal. You definitely don't put your feet up on the desk. You just keep going. You keep grinding. You got to keep getting better. Um, and that's the mentality that we have, you know, and, and that's the mentality that the coaching staff, we, we talk about daily, and, and, and that's the, ta- the mentality that we try to instill into our program, into our players. Um, you know, you, you have a, a shot here, and then you want to make sure that we get as close as possible. Obviously, with my class that's graduating, I have 18 graduates. We have a large class. Um, you know, they, they, they didn't win one here, but I'm like, hey, you, have, you put yourself in a position where you're very attractive. You know, and I'm fortunate to say that all 18 of them have options. You know, they all they are pursuing the four year schools and, you know, some of them just have to make decisions. Other of them just have to decide between a couple of schools. And, you know, that that's part of the next part of our branding, as you know, I know I'm going to go back a little bit, but that's the next part of our branding is wh- where are these kids going, you know. So it's kind of reinforcing the vision that we first saw, the branding that we've created. And now we're almost rebranding ourselves again um, going into the next couple of years. Um, so that it continues. And while we're doing that, obviously, we're attracting a different, you know, a different type of player at the same time um, so that we can continue the success uh, that was, you know, planted and uh, put down by, by the class that's leaving. Yeah, I think that's the uh, the big thing there with it, uh, Luna, is, is, you know, you want to maintain, but you want to continue to build the brand. You want to further it. You don't want to just be, you know, stagnant. Uh, once you get there and, and, you know, sending those kids onto the four-year level and where they're going, um, you know, with the little JUCO experience I have as well, that, that will assist you in the recruiting process as you go along. Um, you know, as you continue to build the program, um, what's some learning moments that you've had in your career or this past season, let's say, that you're hoping to improve upon for next season? Yeah, you know, there's, 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 there's always learning moments, you know, and, you know, uh, there's learning moments in, in on the field. There's learning moments on off the field. There's learning moments in the classroom. Um, you know, I think some of the learning moments definitely have to do with with just how you're managing um, your coaching staff. I think that's kind of probably going to be a big one for me. Um, you know, just being able to delegate more, being able to to kind of allow certain people in your staff to do certain more. You know, and, and I think that's part of the development 
not only of, of the program, but also uh, of, an, of me as an individual, you know, eventually yeah, I have a great coaching staff right now. You know, I'm super happy. I'm ecstatic, but with the realization that, Hey, we, we got to let them go similar to how it was with, when I was with Eric, you know, that, that was a big a tribute that, you know, I was with Eric for a while. I learned a lot, you know, and, and then eventually it was time for me to kind of move on um, as much as maybe we didn't want to, and I didn't want to. And, and cause you just get comfortable and you, you, you just enjoy um, being a part of a program for so long, but you know, those are the realities. It's, those are learning moments, you know, um, dealing with, with players, you know, at this level sometimes, um, just because, like I said, we have so many internationals having to deal with the other side of things. You know, like we say, we're not only coaches, but we're <laughs> psychologists, we're yeah. organizers, we're, 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 we wear right. many hats, um, you know, and, and sometimes it's understanding what that hat has to be. You know, and I mean, it's never ending, you know, you know, you have, hey, I got in an argument with my mom and, and I'm having a sh terrible day today, you know, and this is why. OK, let's talk about it, you know, or I'm just I just can't figure out like school wise, blah, 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 you know, just kind of guiding them to to the right people. Um, so I think we, we face learning yeah. moments every day and, and, and every second of, of what we do. Um, but I think that's what the beauty of coaching is. You know, I think that's why we all do it. We deep down, we're all educators, you know, of some sort, and we enjoy the education part of it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be coaching. Um, and, and I think that that because we're all deep down educators, we all want to also educate ourselves and we also want to learn and continue growing. Um, and I think that as long as you continue that, you continue yeah. getting better. It's when you stop that the issue happens, you know, that, that's that's when some right. other things start happening and, and programs start falling apart and then you know it, it kind of becomes a, a snowball of, of events and sequences yeah and i think i think that's the educator part is is absolutely correct and and more people you know uh, we like to be around people we like to to deal with people and i think um you know uh, if it's important to our players it's important to us you know and that's always been it's always been your, you know, the way you've conducted yourself. Obviously, when, when Ed was at University of South Carolina Beaufort, um, if it's important to our player, uh, we're going to make time and we're going to we're going to make the effort to to help them through it. So, and now stepping away a little bit from from ASA College and and, and your program, did you always wanted to get into college coaching? And obviously, tell us a little uh, bit about your background as well. Yeah. So obviously. I did and I didn't. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I think that's Thought all of us. Was a player. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was a player. I was a player, and I kind of was contemplating it. And you know, I wanted to play first, so I did that. I was fortunate, and I, I bounced around a little bit in the Europe, and I played a little bit, and then you know, had the harsh reality that hey. I wasn't going to be a Messi or Ronaldo and I wasn't going to make the millions that I thought I was going to make. So it's time to kind of put my feet in the ground and, and figure stuff out. Um, so what, what's next? Oh yeah. You know, you want to coach at the highest level and you know, you, as a player, you're like, Oh, I can coach college. Give me a, give me a team. I'm a head coach. Like already I know the game, you know, and maybe in my mind, I even thought I could go pro right off the bat. Um, I don't know, <laughs> but that's just, you know, that's, that's the arrogance in, uh, of a player, um, not understanding the transition. Um, so I, I started off actually as a GA <laughs> and then slowly realized I didn't want to, I didn't want to coach and I didn't like all the red tape. Um, so I became a volunteer quickly. 
Um, and then uh, from there, I kind of was like, hey, I like I like coaching, but I realized hey, I wasn't ready. I didn't really like all the, the red tape that, that you had to do. And I didn't necessarily – I wasn't a huge fan of all the administrative stuff. So at the time, you know, I bounced around. I got into the real world. But I, uh, I, I continued coaching club. I continued coaching club. And then – but at the same time, you know, I wanted to do other things. So I volunteered in a couple of different places. I ended up coming to Florida. Um, was a director of coaching at a couple of places. And, you know, so then probably about – yeah, it's probably about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I met Eric. And, you know, we we, we definitely uh, enjoy it. You know, it's something that I, I definitely love. You know, I've, I always loved soccer and I always loved coaching. And now it's not even a thought. Like, I, it's tough for me to go back and think, was there really something else that I wanted to do? Um, you know, so, yeah. Through all your past experiences, you've you've kind of probably grown and matured as a coach, and and you know a lot of different probably uh, situations have impacted your coaching style. Um, what would how would you describe your coaching style, and what do you pride yourself in as a coach? Oh yeah, that's a great question. You know, I um, my coaching style. I mean, the cliche the cliche answer is you know I'm a possession orientated type coach. Um, but I'm a, I'm a big believer that this is a game of, of thinking. Um, so obviously over the years, my, my coaching philosophy has evolved and the core values of, of what I believe the game is have evolved and changed. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty secure in, in, in one thing that I've always believed in. And that's, this is a game that, that, that has to be fluid. And this is a game where it's a thinking game. So, you, so I, I like to challenge players to, to definitely view the game um, because we're a possession-orientated type team and it's a possession-orientated type atmosphere that we create, I want to create an atmosphere where they're constantly having to change. They're constantly having to adapt to the scenario um, that they're being put in uh, as a player. Um, and within that, you know, th there's many things that, that go with it. And I think the biggest one, and it kind of mirrors – our program is the competitive nature, the winning attitude, and the relent relentlessness um, of not giving up. Yeah. You know, of, of never, of never stopping, um, regardless of the situation or circumstance. Um, so I think that that's the foundation and core base of uh, of what my philosophy and, and coaching style is. Obviously, like I said before, it's evolved a little bit, but that's been the pillars. That's been the foundation. That's kind of when everything kind of uh, revolves around those things. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. No, and I think I think something that I've seen from the outside is 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 your players respect the heck out of you, Dave. You know, in terms of um, they always feel like they can come to you, ask you a question, and and I think some of those. Some coaches, you know, it gets depends on what program you're at and, and how you want to run it. But um, you always want to have your players have ideas, you know, like I think I think some players I mean, I think some players and coaches don't have that relationship where um, they feel comfortable, you know, like, hey, coach, this is what I see. Do you see the same thing where they're just going to keep it themselves where where you've made it very clear, like, hey, share your ideas with me. We might not agree. We might, you know, I'm, I'm still going to be the, the head coach and make the decision, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to turn down your idea because I think I'm, you know, smarter than you, you know? So I think that relationship between players really allows them to kind of 
free up and, and really, um, you know, know that they've got something at stake, you know? Absolutely. And, and it's funny because so in my, in my career, you know, my bouncing around, I'm originally from Boston, but I coached in Connecticut, coached in New York, been to Florida a couple of times and everything. I, I was fortunate to, to coach uh, and work under Tony DeChico. May he rest in peace. Um, but, but I was fortunate. And one of the biggest things that I probably took away from him was all, all, all player, player coaching relationships, in his opinion, had to be a push-shove relationship. Um, and yeah. that, that was his thing. Like he loved to say a push-shove relationship where, you know, obviously as a coach, the more you get comfortable, the more experience you have, it can be more of like a shove-shove relationship. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but it's a push-shove relationship where you as the, as the coach, you need to push them and then sometimes they need to shrug, uh, shrug back or push back um, as far as what their ideas are. And then at the end of the day, you all need to walk away understanding that the coaches, whatever his, his final word is, is that's, that's going to be gold. Uh, but if you have that relationship and you have that, that banter, I guess you could say, um, you're going to get the most out of a player. And as a player, I always believed that. But that's, of course, me as a player, right? <laughs> because as yeah. a player, I always thought I was right. <laughs> coach was never really right. I was always <laughs> right. But as a coach... Yep. There, there is a little bit of value behind that, I believe, you know, and so that's why I incorporate yep. that within my philosophy, within my coaching style. Um, I think that I get the most out of players because I get the, to hear their opinions and, and, and kind of do it. Obviously, I think there's a time and place for everything. Um, and I think in the beginning, sometimes that's that's some of the challenge, right? You got to kind of get them to understand what the time and the place is. We're running through a session. You're not going to turn around and be like, no, no, I'm not doing it this way. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, but there is a time and place. And as long as they understand what that time and place is and, you know, the moments when we can have those conversations, those educated conversations, um, then, then there may be, you know, I may, like you said earlier, I may not change my mind at all. It may still be my yeah. way or the highway, um, but at least they get heard. And I'll be honest with you, you know, there, I definitely have a couple conversations throughout my career um, at different programs and, and, and especially even here where a player has given me a different point of view and we've altered things, maybe not completely changed yep. them, but we've altered things. And I think, again, it goes back to us being educators, you know, and, and still wanting to learn. And I think that even players can teach us coaches things um, because this game, it's evolving, it's changing, it's, it's going in a direction, you know, that it's a little bit more player orientated um, and, and the fluidity of, of, of the of the game and, and the athleticism of the player um, has that's an all time high. So, with those things, if you can kind of listen a little bit, sometimes sometimes you're going to get the best. And then more importantly, they're the ones that are actually doing it um, on a day to day basis. So they can they can be truthful, you know, especially your your key players, your top players. Um, so, I think those are important conversations. You know, like I said, I think there's a time and place for them. Um, but that's just how we run our programs. I completely understand the, the, the alternative too. you know, the not doing that and, and the, the more just follow the leader type attitude because I, that works as well. But for me and my program and my coaching style, that's just one of the, a very important piece to, to, to our program and, and to me. Now you brought up learning from other coaches. Are there other coaches outside of soccer and, and maybe even coaches that you don't know personally but are there coaches outside of soccer that have helped mold you as a coach? And, and if so, what, what are some of the things you've taken from that? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big person on, on kind of following uh, 
you know, it, it, the proof is in the pudding. If it's not broken, don't fix it, right? Um, you know, and I think the first one would probably be Coach Wooden. Uh, I think that he was – his just his, the way he ran things, just his, the way he, he organized uh, groups, the way he kind of just mentored his, his group, whether it was at the collegiate level, the professional, at all the levels, he was very, very wise um, in, in understanding what, what he was doing. Um, you know, I'm a huge Patriots fan. So Bill Belichick's definitely one of them, you know, and, and, and within his tree, you know, um, Nick Saban as well, you know, uh, they, they, their attitude and their mentality on how things are done um, mirror a lot of, of what I like to do. You know, there's a lot to say to both of both those uh, coaches, you know, they've, they've both won a lot of championships, the New England Patriots, you know, winning six, um, probably going on for a seventh when Tom Brady decides to sign again. Um, um, but yeah, you know, it's just a, just do your job type attitude. It's all, it's, uh, it's very, very business orientated, you know, um, having that, that mentality that, Hey, we are going to be pros. We are pros. This is what you have to do. This is what I got to do. And as long as I do my part and I do my job, then, and everyone does the same and reciprocates the same mentality and attitude, we're going to get the job done and win championships. Um, and, and I, I definitely can adhere to a lot of that. Um, and Nick Saban's not that different, you know. Um, the recruiting styles as well as far as taking, taking talent for talent and seeing progression within that talent um, is something that I, I really, really am fond of and, and really, really dissect a lot. I mean, there would be no Tom Brady without Bill Belichick taking him in the last round, last pick, right? Um, who knows where, where he would have been and who knows where the New England Patriots would have been. Um, so that's, I mean, that goes to his recruiting method and his recruiting style. Uh, it's not perfect, right? I don't think there is such thing as a perfect, but it's pretty close. Um, and then, you know, even, even outside of them in a completely different, uh, um, uh, direction, uh, coach K, you know, and he, with, with his mentoring and, and his, uh, way of, of viewing, uh, the collegiate player, um, in basketball and his, his different points of views on, on how to build from within um, and, and having that family atmosphere with, with that longevity of a relationship, you know, taking a little bit from all of them, you know, that, that are outside and, and really understanding who they were as people and who they are as people um, and who they were as coaches, because I think all four of those um, kind of were, were one way as coaches and uh, maybe a little bit different way as people, but, in the end, they kind of mirrored one another, uh, taking some of those philosophies and taking some of those wisdoms on uh, mashing them all together and kind of creating my own is, is a little bit of, of, of what I've taken. And, you know, I mean, there's so many others, but those are definitely the biggest four that, that I always refer to when I have moments, you know, and then, you know, to take that a step further, um, you know, just, just creating my own network of, of, of coaches within my industry, you know, and, Eric obviously is one of, you know, someone who I speak to, to a lot, but having my, my group of coaches that you're constantly talking to um, and, and, and looking for and, and going through advice and talking about different situations, whether it's, you know, soccer or recruiting or, you know, the day-to-day -day life or just the different problems. Um, I think that's important as well. Very good. Yeah. I was, uh, I was hoping to hear you say that, you know, Eric, was uh one of those coaches that you know showed you the path and you know keeps you going you know yeah. but it sounds like yeah he just kind of listens and, and helps you out some he's not 
you know, not not that big of a, a, a <laughs> not yeah, super helpful. yeah, maybe things not to do is what it sounds like. I don't know. So we only we only started getting better here, <laughs> Johnson Wales, when, when I started uh, bringing his players. Yeah, in, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, uh, no, I mean it's 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 been it's been fun to kind of you know get better together in terms of you know the, the growth of his program right. and the growth of, of my program here and, and and you know players win games you know it's as simple as that you know players win games and and uh you know our both programs have been very fortunate the last couple of years to have have uh have really good players obviously you know my my programs had good players and alums and things like that throughout the years um but getting that mixture of players all at the same time is it's hard to do. And I think we've both kind of had that success the last two or three years now. And, and uh, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch your group and it's been, you know, it's definitely been enjoyable for my group as well. And, and um, you know, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Dave, uh, last question that I, I think we have for you here, and, and that's going to be to maybe help you promote your program a little bit, but how can, uh, how can we as ball side goal side uh, listeners follow your program there at ASA and keep track of your successes? Yeah, no, we're, we definitely have a website. It's uh, asasilverstorm.com. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. I think we're on YouTube, too. And they're all ASA Women's Soccer Miami. So it's all the same. It's all ASA by uh, Women's Soccer Miami. Um, social media, obviously, through our website, live streaming, what, what games that we have, um, you know, and, and that would be great. But, uh, you know, we're looking forward to definitely following you guys. I'm excited for you guys and, and excited to, to, you know, mm-hmm. listen to what you guys have to come up with and all the content that you're going to be putting out. We're def- I'm definitely excited for you guys and, and to be a fan. So you definitely have a fan in me already. Aww. <laughs> we have Now we have more outlets yes. to talk. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, we appreciate your time here with us uh, today, David, and uh, wish you the best of luck as you continue going forward. I know you and Eric will be in constant contact, um, but uh, for us, uh, you know, it's good to hear your perspective and uh, look forward to following your successes and love to have you back on sometime, maybe in season, hear how you're going. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. And like I said, we look forward to hearing you guys and and seeing where you guys kind of go with this. Um, We're excited for you and I appreciate it all. Thank you.